I just gave two kids to Granny Assy. It's against his Granny Assy. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> First Ochoed, now Granny Assy. These nicknames are getting out of control. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dicey D20. As always, I'm your host, Noah, DM, and I'm joined here by our fantastic players. We got Fievel Mausenthrov. Yeah. Yeah, we got our bright lord, Rogar Ragnak. Hi. (laughs) Yeah. Fantastic. And also, Fireman. What's up? What's up? Alright guys, so we're going to jump right in where we left off after last session, as you guys may or may not have heard. What if we have comments? What if we have comments or questions or concerns? Well, I was going to give the the background first and then let you guys have, you know, your your comment time. Is that okay (laughs) with you? I'll allow it. You'll allow it? Okay, fantastic. (laughs) So long as Fireman allows it. inspiration points. Punish this guy. (laughs) Put him in place. It's hard when I already have Take away his clothes. (laughs) Just got clothes. That's all I have. (laughs) Eight episodes in, just got clothes. All right, as you guys may or may not have listened from from last last week's episode, which was absolutely ridiculous, um, we had Fievel Mazenthrov who made a deal with the devil, a pact with Granny Addy, the hag, to restore Arda's health, but in the process, take away all of her memories of Fievel Mazenthrov. And... Every time he leaves her sight or leaves the room or her presence, she will immediately forget him. So we're, we dealt with that as a cliffhanger uh, last session. Also, our Bright Lord and Fireman and Orin of the Knights of the New Moon headed to a town called Grey Tips. And in that town, they sprinkled some powder over some children who were about to be orphans. The mother, dying, last words said, quote unquote, thank you so much. You're such a good man. Take care of my children. To which... <laughs> the Bright Lord lied to her face and said he would, but, you know, somewhat believed him, to be honest. At the end there, he was like, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to save them eventually. So we got that going for us. Fireman probably had the greatest theatrical display of his life. He uh, he Damn rolled right. around on the ground, steal, stole some miners' picks, and screamed <laughs> about the end of the world. So we find <laughs> ourselves, ladies and gentlemen, where we left off. Fievel is face-to-face with Arda. Our heroes, Fireman and Rogar Ragnak, are on their way back from Grey Tips. Do our players... Have any questions, comments, or concerns before they'd like to begin? No. <laughs> okay, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you fucking rode me about this. <laughs> oh gosh, please Someone's have keep one. You in line. Please have one question or comment, just so it was uh, worth it. Okay, I have one question. Okay, <laughs> where's my dad? <laughs> um, as per your backstory, I think he's dead. Remember, he went out to go fight the hobgoblins. He said, oh, protect God. your mother. You did not do that. <laughs> I don't know. The last session was so good, and it's starting off so bad this time. Okay, well, we're, we're starting out with our heroes, Fireman and Rogar Ragnak, on their way back from Grey Tips. You guys had literally just mounted your horses and begun your ride back. Rogar, you are haunted by the visions of these small children, almost acting like demons, you know, following you with those completely black eyes. As you left the room, both turning their heads to follow you in unison. So you keep, you know, shaking your head, trying to trying to get that image out of there. Uh, but okay it seems there, to follow you. I need you look a little pale. <laughs> I need to turn around back to the back to the iron pick. <laughs> yeah. So it is currently bright and early, about six thirty in the a.m. As you guys are heading down the trail, Oren's kind of in the lead. You two are following just a few feet behind. You guys are sharing a horse. You know, a lot of jostling, a lot of moving around. 
Tyson McKay, can you roll me for arousal, please? Can I just tell you I'm aroused? Yeah, that'll work too. Okay, Tyson McKay's aroused, and uh, through all the... Well, I mean, he doesn't really have many clothes to hide his boner, but it is raging. So, uh, yeah, that that does uh, become apparent to you, Rogar. But nothing seems to be able to distract you from the crazy thoughts you're having. I get a high off of acting, and that was the biggest high I'd ever had. (laughs) I just like to be the center of attention, and I usually never am. (laughs) I love you. Great tips. <laughs> oh, I'll be back on Thursday. Never come back. <laughs> <laughs> Please leave. <laughs> okay, you guys are heading down one of the lower mountain trails, about to head off into the swamp, when in the distance, you see some men who are dismounted. They're not on any horses, so they're just walking on foot. There looks to be about six of them, and they seem to be approaching you guys, or at least heading in the direction uh, opposite to you. So they're heading towards Great Tips. Oren looks to the two of you and says, We get off in about a kilometer from this road. We can uh, keep ourselves quiet, maybe. Maybe not cause any fights this time. Uh, no promises, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten a taste for the limelight. I'm not a <laughs> Okay. Yeah, say okay. Oren moves his horse to the one side of the road to, uh, you know, to give these guys, you know, half, half the, the route to travel upon. And uh, you can, if you'd like kind of move to the right hand side or the left doesn't really matter or if you want to just barrel down the center of it you know you can do that too i I don't have the reins i'll move to the right (laughs) okay so you move to the right as well as you pass these men they don't look like they're from any town Uh, they look like they have very little in the way of material possessions they definitely are armed uh, and they seem to be wearing a lot of leather armor and furs as they come up upon you guys they seem to like slow down as though to initiate conversation but Oren kind of keeps his mount heading forward, doesn't really change his uh, change his speed, and he just nods at them as he goes by. One of the men stands and moves in front of Oren's horse, and at that point, uh, Oren kind of pulls the reins, has his uh, has his horse stop, and he says, "Morning, folks." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you say "morning, folks," to yep, which the men respond, <laughs> "Oh, it is a good morning." It sure is. <laughs> Just still on his high. Does anyone else want to take the reins of this conversation away from him? <laughs> I say, uh, what brings you men over here this way? Okay. One of the uh, one of the men, the one who is not standing in front of the horse, but rather the one kind of in the center of this group of vagabonds, looks to the Bright Lord and says, Oh, you know, just uh, travelers on the road. And Orin kind of, you can see his hand kind of move towards his sword. Uh, but he does it and tries to do it stealthily so they don't really, like, you know, get, get alarmed or anything like that. With a 15 plus a dex of 3, he is going to do it stealthily. Let's see if any of these guys take notice, though. Ooh, gosh, but the guy right in front of the horse with a nat 20 spots uh-huh. Oren just placing his hand on his sword. And the guy says, what are you doing there? If it's all the same to you, we'd just like to be on our way. And the men seem to kind of like look at each other and simultaneously they all draw swords and hatchets and they say, this is a fucking highway robbery. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't going to be another Bullywood camp incident. And I light my hands on fire and I said, we're robbing you, bitch. Uh, plus one inspiration point. That's pretty funny. Fuck yeah. Uh, Okay, uh, so you light your hands up. Okay, yeah, you also pull out your spear. You light your hands up and say, no, we're robbing you. These guys are definitely taken aback. Um, They start to look at each other, and then they look to their leader, uh, a guy who's 
by no means taller or bigger than anyone else. He's kind of a hefty dude, a little short, uh, with brown hair. They all look to him in confusion, and then he kind of looks at, you know, to them and sees that they're obviously kind of swayed, right? They're not, they're like, oh, fuck, this guy has fire. But nonetheless, he screams to them, get them! And a fight ensues and breaks out. So if ev- everyone can roll initiatives, that would be fantastic. Uh, oh, fuck yeah. I got a four. Plus your deck. A four. Zero. Zero. Four. Oh my god. <laughs> fifteen. <laughs> Let's see what Orin gets. Ooh. Also a fifteen. Let's rock, paper, scissors. Oh. Well, what's your what's your dex, Tyson McKay? Uh, 50, like fifteen in total. Oh, no. never mind. So he, so he beats you. Uh, okay, and then Tyson. All right, so it turns out that one of the bandits is going to be heading uh, right before Orin. The rest of them are heading behind Tyson, which brings leaves Rogar bringing up the rear. So, uh, you know, he, he tried uh, his yeah. best. The first bandit, uh, the guy in front of Orin's horse, runs towards him and tries to slash him in the leg with a hatchet. Oh, All right. God. But with a two, Orin easily parries the blow away. And uh, and then counters. So he's going to roll a reaction here with a 12, 1, 2, 3, 4. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely a hit on this guy. Uh, so he's going to take Orin's longsword damage. That is a 1d8. Ooh. Ooh. Only 5. He takes 5 damage. All right. You know, not bad. Not good. good. But, uh, but, but all right, because the guy kind of trips and heads and continues to walk, kind of stumbling, past Orin's horse. Orin then chooses to slash him in the back as it's now his turn. Ooh, that's definitely a hit with a 14 plus. Yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah, he's absolutely Holy. murdering it. He takes this guy down. So slashing Whoa. him. Oh my God. <laughs> slashing him. For us. I, it's just the first guy. There's five more to go. <laughs> Don't get greedy. Slashing him in the back. There is a blood spatter, which is pretty, pretty. You know, like it just dusts the road with with blood um, mm. as the guy falls to the I ground. And then Orin kind of moves his horse, like canters it forward, and then turns it. To then, you know, obviously move on the rest of these guys, which are kind of in a, in a sh- small grouping. And he's going to come in with his sword on his next turn. We now have Tyson McKay, Bright Lord, Fireman, I should say. What would you like to do? I look to the guy that yelled, get them. Yeah, the leader. Oh, well, yeah. I don't know he's a leader, but I assume he is. Well, yeah. And uh, I cast Dissonant Whispers on him. <laughs> <laughs> this is your go-to move, eh? Go, oh, f- go for baby. it. Does he have to roll a wisdom saving throw? Yes, he has to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay, let's see what he does. Uh, he rolls a 14. Don't look to me. I mean, you know what your proficiency is. <laughs> you know what your spellcasting modifier is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so he does, in fact, beat it. Does anything happen if he wins? On a failed save, he takes 3d6. So he probably takes 1d6 on a successful. Yeah, so, so 1d6. Can, yeah, go ahead and roll for that. So, so six. 6 damage. All right, would you like to do anything else in your turn, Tyson? I will re-roll a mana die. Okay. It is now the second bandit's turn. Uh, this is just one of the guys in the back with the sword. You know, seeing this guy just get hacked to bits by Orin, he's definitely not going that way. So he <laughs> rushes forward and tries to attack our fireman with a sword attack, sword, short sword. Here we are with a 19. Oh my oh, goodness. Man. This guy slams it. <laughs> <laughs> he does four damage, cutting into your leg. Is that my oh, blood? <laughs> Uh, I see the light, and it's the bright lord. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so uh, so not a lot of damage, but definitely a clean hit on the leg. Uh, we now fall to the bandit who you used Dissonant Whispers on. He is also going to rush forward, uh, but he's going to have to go to the other side of the horse. Not a lot of room to for everyone to kind of crowd the horses like this, but he is going to try and slash you with an axe. With an 18, he definitely Holy. does so. 
And you take six, six damage. <laughs> uh, I think those clothes are doing you too good. <laughs> I just got these clothes. <laughs> Let me at least strip down first. <laughs> uh, so that is two of them. Two of these guys are going to rush forward to try and attack Orin. Um, you know, obviously a big threat on the battlefield. With a seven, one of them misses. And with a nine... The other one also misses. So we only have one guy left. He's got a spear in his hand. He's going <laughs> to throw it, and he's throwing it at our uh, our Bright Lord, oh, uh, Rogar Ragnar. Know. But Rogar, he rolls a six, so you yeah, are safe mate. for this turn. Sweet. Rogar, it's now your turn. You have a spear in your hand. You just saw him Ooh. miss his spear throw. What are you going to do? Are these guys, like, all lined up, kind of? Uh, well, so what's happening right us. now is there's one guy on either side of Orin's horse, and they're trying to attack and slash him. There's a guy on either side of your horse, and then this um, this spear thrower is about 15 feet back, kind of on the edge of the road. And uh, there's kind of it's not a, sh- a sheer cliff by any means, but there's definitely a sloping hill behind him, which then would like you know have him fall into the swamp. I was gonna spit acid if they're all lined up. Oh, uh, they're not really. No, let us just get in a nice clean line for you, Bright Lord. Yeah, and then you just nice. spray acid all over us. Line up already. <laughs> I'll go jab the guy closest to me with my spear. Okay, there's a guy to your left, so you could easily, with your right hand, kind of, you know, cross over, stab him in the chest with your spear if you'd like. Go for that. Yeah, I'll do that. 19. Oh, Ooh, what a hit. Yeah, all right, so you stab him in the chest violently. Two. Okay, so eight damage. Nice. So he takes eight oh. damage. So he's stabbed in the chest, and you you rip your spear back, and you just see blood kind of flowing out of this deep chest wound. Uh, very nice hit, Bright Lord. Very nice. Oh. He's not dead though. Damn let, it. Let the blood flow. <laughs> <laughs> We're back up to Orin, who is going to hack and slash the guy on his left, the left side of his horse. With a seventeen, he absolutely does oh, so. Wow. Holy Orin. I want to be this guy. <laughs> he rolls a, uh, a seven on his damage dice, which means that he's doing ten damage total to this guy. Oh shit! And then with a backhanded slash, he's going to attack the guy on the other side of the horse. So you can see how he's kind of he launches his sword to left slashes then brings his sword back over arcing to slash down on the guy on the other side of his of his horse that is a 13 plus three so it's a hit fantastic and he is going to roll a six plus three so he does nine damage to the second guy not bad yeah save some for us (laughs) (laughs) it is now tyson mckay's turn tyson you got bandit on your left bandit on your right spear throwing bandit without a spear right now uh, a little bit uh 15 feet away from you and then Oren's obviously dealing with his dudes. What would you like to do? So many choices. Uh, well, I have ideas. <laughs> and none of them are good. Okay. Fantastic. So you let's give us, do them all. <laughs> you want to give us your best idea? So I'm going to jump off the horse. And uh, as I do so, I'm going to cast Chromatic Orb at the guy throwing spears. Okay. And it, it's just going to be fireball right to him. I'm going to let you shoot first, then dismount. I think that makes more sense timeline time I want to do it in the air, though. Roll me an acrobatics check to <laughs> jump to a significant enough height to then shoot chromatic orb. You got Come on, it. I want to see a 20. 13? Okay. I was looking for a 15 on this one, guys, just because yeah. it's a little bit challenging. So you leap, but as you kind of spin around in the air, you're just, you just didn't have enough of a vert to, uh, <laughs> to then fire the chromatic orb. You land on your feet. You then okay. have to just kind of like run around the other side of the horse and shoot it at that guy. But there's a guy immediately to your right about four feet, so... He's there as well. Blast right in his well, face. then I'll just cast it at him. You rolled a bad, a bad die today, sir. <laughs> is that what you say to him? That is what I say to him. Okay, he doesn't understand. He doesn't realize he's in a, a role-playing game. So you, can, <laughs> so you can shoot your chromatic orb at him. You're going to be sure at disadvantage will. because you're within five feet. 
Uh, that's fine. Or you can oh, back yeah. up and then you know you can. Okay, shoot. yeah, I'll just I'll just back up then. Okay, so I'll, I'll say that and then I'll walk backwards. Okay, <laughs> as you back up, he's gonna get an opportunity attack, so he's gonna slash at you with a hatchet. Uh, but with a seven, he misses. You kind of dance out of the way, bitch. You get about ten feet away, which uh, is the extent of your movement speed, I believe, and then or you can get fifteen feet away. I guess that would be the extent, and then you can blast your chromatic orb at him. All right, here we go. Oh, I'm going to expend an inspiration point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess I did not say what happened first, so go for it. That would be 13. Yeah, that's actually a hit on this guy, so Ooh. congratulations. So he takes 3d8 damage. Ooh, nice. Do it up. Okay, well, that, you know, not a lot, but uh, <laughs> nine. <laughs> takes nine. <laughs> okay, he takes nine damage. He does not die, but his his cloak is uh, you know smoldering. So you got that going for you, which is yeah, nice. Yeah, that's good. That's cute. Well, uh, that's cute. <laughs> roll that mana die. So now that you're rerolled for mana, the two guys are going to attack Orin on either side. One's wielding a hatchet, and the other a short sword. Uh, with a 14, that's a miss. Uh, if you guys will remember, Orin's heavily armored, so he's not just getting nicked by any guy with a little poker. And with a nat 20, one of these guys cleaves at his knee, right in between the space of his armor, a very deep gouge with his short sword. The guy takes, or only takes six damage, Um, so it's not as serious as one might think, Uh, just a really good, neat hit from this guy, but his leg definitely doesn't look, like, you see a lot of blood kind of pouring down his leg. Um, Wait, I'll... I'll burn it, and then it'll heal the wound. Yeah. It'll that's, seal it. That's not how heal it. That's cauterizing. I don't know if that's healing. <laughs> Some would say you're injuring him more. <laughs> Anyways, we got one guy on the left of our Bright Lord who is going to try and attack him with a hatchet. Just going to roll a d20 for that. But with a 9, that's a miss. Uh, we got Buddy with a spear who's going to grab another spear and then reposition himself. So he's going to run to the right 30 feet. So that he can kind of fire at you. He's moving towards where you guys were coming from. So he's down the road a little ways, giving himself some distance so he can launch off those spears. And finally, we got the guy who's engaged with Tyson McKay, and he is going to rush towards him with a sword and attack him. No! Uh, But he rolls a four, so Tyson McKay expertly dodges out of the way, and the guy kind of stumbles forward a few feet, Tyson McKay kind of dancing around him. I wave at him. (laughs) <laughs> so you just wave at him as he goes by that's uh, that's good nice taunts I like it we're up to, to Rogar now our bright lord who is going to I'm just gonna jab at the same spot with my spear an 8 plus 3 11 that is not a hit no Damn it. so Robert, uh, what are you doing <laughs> you know tough to stab people from the from from mounted position from your horse you try and get him but uh, he just kind of backs up a little bit so Can effectively, I uh, dismount off the horse? Yeah, technically. I mean, I let Tyson McKay do it, so, I mean, we're going to let you. I The way that I have always played, I guess, I is just... Dis- homebrew. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Dismounting is, uh, is half your movement speed, is the way that I've always done it. I mean, the rules may be different, but fuck it. This is my world. Okay, I dismount the horse. Um, so you're just kind of standing toe-to-toe with this guy now. Who's going to keep the horse standing there? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Regardless, it is now Orin's, Orin's turn, so he's going to do his classic slash to the left, slash to the right move. With a 16, he absolutely slashes the guy to his left. Going to roll for his longsword. He does 8 damage, killing the guy. Can you be my new daddy? <laughs> uh, are you actually saying that? Or are you... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay, it's the heat of the battle. I guess he just didn't hear you. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to make Oren roleplay that. Hey, over here. <laughs> 
Uh, he's going to backslash the other guy, though, with a 17 plus oh 3. God. He absolutely does that. Yeah, no problem he's, at all. He's not even focused on me. That's <laughs> just like my real father. Four plus, yeah, no one's focused on you. <laughs> so four plus three, which is a seven, which takes the other guy down. Holy. So he is mucking, mucking, mucking. There are only three of these bad boys left, oh. and it is now Tyson McKay's turn. Oh boy, time for Witch Bolt. Okay, let's do it. You're yeah, within so five feet of him now, so you're going to have to get out of there if you want to shoot at advant- or shoot at not disadvantage. Can I try and pull him off his horse? He's not on a horse. All these guys are on foot. Oh, that's way better. I thought they were on horses. <laughs> no, they were all walking. We were on horses. Oh. <laughs> I tackle him. It's You tackle him. Yeah. Okay. okay, so you run forward and tackle him. Can you roll me a grapple check, please? Sure can. Oh, boy. 18. Okay, so he rolls a 10, plus his strength oh. of 2. So you tackle him to the ground. You've now got him wrestled and pinned to the ground. Can I punch him? I don't think you can grapple and attack in the same turn. I think you have okay. to you have to keep your grapple check on him. Spin Give him a wet willy. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> then I'll, I'll try and just hold him there so he can't attack me. Excellent. Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the guy who was previously attacking our boy Bright Lord is going to try and slash him with his hatchet again. You guys are now kind of face-to-face. You're obviously a little bit taller than he is, uh, being a being a dragonborn. He's going to do so nonetheless. Uh, with an eight, though, his attack just bounces off of your heavy armor. I laugh. <laughs> oh, sir. Your evil cannot penetrate me. <laughs> so, so dirty. <laughs> okay. Next up, we've got the guy who's currently attacking Tyson McKay. So he's going to try and break free. So it's going to be a grapple check again, Tyson McKay. Oh, what'd you get? I got three. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, his 16 definitely beats you. He throws you off of him, and he gets himself back up. And he's uh, going to go reach for his weapon next turn, which dropped when you knocked him to the ground. Our boy with the spear, though, is uh, going to throw his spear at you, Tyson McKay, in the back. Oh, oh no! Help me! Uh, what's your AC? I guess it's a ten, right? Yeah. Plus Dex, or uh, I'm, no. yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I think okay. that's for armors. Ten then. Yeah, it's just ten. ten uh, which means that his roll of an eleven wins. <laughs> <laughs> so he does stab you in the back with his. You just you this whistling projectile slices through your rib cage, and you take Ouch. seven damage. Oh, oh boy! boy. Sorry, right, I got healing spells for you, buddy. Fight, <laughs> Lord, help him. So, Fireman, you are speared in the back. The spear is still in the wound, impaling you. And blood begins to sully your nice new, well, hand-me-down white shirt. Oh, God. Oh, God. I just got this. Please. (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh, (laughs) Bright Lord, it's now over to you. Uh, You just saw Tyson McKay get speared in the back. Oh, my God. (laughs) You ever felt pain, Bright Lord? It's not not the craziest thing you've seen today, though, so... (laughs) I'm gonna jab the guy that's face-to-face with me and try and go for his heart. Alright, nice. Roll me d20. 15 plus 3. Ooh. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty close to the heart. Stab him in the chest. um, And roll me your damage. 6 damage. Nice. boy. You kill him, Rogar. Oh, shit. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Rogar, you gain 100 experience points. We are back up to the top with Orin who has killed his two guys, so he's going to canter his horse forward, and uh, he rides past the guy who's... uh, No, actually, he's got two attacks. He's going to do this instead. He's going to slash the guy with the axe in the back, who's face-to-face with you, Tyson McKay, with a 14 plus 3. That's definitely a hit. And he does 8 damage plus 3. 
So he kills that guy. Boom. That's my oh, kill. <laughs> <laughs> Which leaves us with the guy, the spear thrower. So he's going to continue to ride his horse forward, make use of all that movement, and he's going to slash the spear thrower in the chest. The spear thrower doesn't have a spear, so he's, for all intents and purposes, defenseless. But Oren's <laughs> had it up to here with these guys. So he rolls, uh, but with a five, this guy rolls and ducks out of the way. Oh no, wow. It's now up to Tyson McKay. Tyson, you got this spear sticking out of your back. What would you like to do? So is the spear, spear sticking through me? No, it has not completely gone through. Oh, okay. Damn, that ruins my plans. <laughs> <laughs> How far was the guy away from me? He is 15 feet from you. I'm gonna... Oh, God. <laughs> I hate it when you laugh like that. <laughs> is the spear sharp on both ends? Uh, no, it's a blunt tip on the other end. Hmm. You want to run backwards and stab him with it? <laughs> I, I fucking knew. <laughs> Wait, would taking it out be an action? Would taking it out? Yes, taking it out would be an action. If you could get your hand behind there, which would be tough, yeah, you could. it would be an action. Okay, i charge at him. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so you run towards the guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and what would you like to do? I uh, do a grapple check to grab him by the throat. Okay, so you're grabbing him by the throat. Uh, let's see your roll, please. You're going to have to beat an 18. I don't. Okay, don't so he <laughs> just straight up, like he's kicking down a door, he just kicks you in the chest. Uh, roll me a, a dex check to see if you stay on your feet. <laughs> the one? I, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well now that I know that it's a one and you didn't say inspiration gonna, point first. <laughs> I was going to, and then Justin just yelled. <laughs> All right, uh, he kicks you onto your back, and the spear butt knocks against the ground, thrusting the spear completely through your body. You're going to take oh. spear damage again. Nice. You take eight damage. Oh my god. As the spear bursts through you your fucker. chest. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> I was going to re-roll for inspiration <laughs> before he said it. Uh, you have to admit it's funnier this way. No. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that concludes Tyson McKay's turn, I think. <laughs> unless you want to with, you know, unless you want to gurgle some words out there. You like that, you piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> There's more where that came from. <laughs> what does he say? He doesn't have to. He doesn't say anything. This is ridiculous. Yeah, that's right. We're now on to this guy's turn. You. Oh my gosh, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not sure if you're able to breathe at this point. I want to know if this spear punctured one of your lungs. Uh, we're now over to the spear thrower. He is going to draw his last and final spear. He's going to whip around and throw it at Orin, who's currently in the process of turning his horse around. But with a three, his spear flies past Orin, nowhere near him. So Orin is safe. And we're on to Rogar Ragnak's turn. I'm just going to jab him with my spear. Uh, you're going to have to run forward to him, and he's currently 25 feet from you. Yeah, I'll okay. move the 25. You know, kind of like Sparta stab him. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, it's almost a 20. Uh, two plus three is five. Yeah, so he uh, jumps back and evades. We're now up to Orin, who's going to rush forward again. This time he's going to leap off his horse with an acrobatics check, which he lands Ooh. a 14 on. Plus his dex of three, so I'm going to allow it. He leaps off the horse and tackles the guy to the ground. Uh, so it's going to be, um, we're going to roll a dex check, actually a strength check for this guy to see if he goes down. Uh, with an 18, he does not go down. Oh, my so God. This guy's Orin kind of rolls off of him and hits the ground, uh, but then he is going to rush forward and stab him with his longsword. Uh, but with a 2 plus 3, he misses as well. So now all you guys are kind of, well, Tyson McKay's on the ground, uh, coughing up blood, but everyone else is kind of trying to stab this guy, and he's just not going down. It's now Tyson McKay's turn. What would you like to do, Tyson? Oh, God. 
keep it in. <laughs> it's sticking out. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, run at him. How close is he to me now? Uh, <laughs> Inhale <he's>... him <laughs> while it's in your body. Just run at him. <laughs> that was my original plan, but yeah, I, I know, a new but, plan. But now there's nothing keeping the spear in his... It's just going to fall out the other side. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, How close yeah, is he? He's 10 feet from you. And I'm on the ground still? Correct. Come over here. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can cast from sitting position, right? Yeah, you can sit up and cast, yeah. Okay, I'm going to cast Witch Bolt, Adam. Roll me a d20. You got it. Yes. Oh, God, 19. <laughs> okay, so you slam the guy with Witch Bolt. Roll me your damage, please. Ooh, he takes 10. Ooh, he takes 10 damage. He is not dead, but the Witch Bolt, this cackling blue bolt, flying towards him, slamming him, does leave his clothes singed. Uh, and leaves these burn marks on his body, but he is not down. And the nice thing about Witch Bolt is I can cast it every turn and it automatically hits him now that it hit, has hit him. Ooh, right? that's sick. Yeah, yeah. until Witch- you run out of slots. Which I never do. <laughs> <laughs> Witch Bolt is a, a fan favorite, is a, is a key spell. So now we're over to the Spear Thrower himself. He's going to draw a dagger and rush forward and try and stab Rogar in the chest. With a five, though, it just bounces off of your armor, Rogar. What would you like to do? Idiot. <laughs> I'm going to jab him with my spear. Nice. Roll me a d20. 20! Oh, oh my gosh. All right, so, Rogar, you take a step back, and then Sparta thrust your spear through his jaw, up into his skull, and then you can kind of see this look of shock on his face. Then you rip it away, and he falls to the ground dead. Oh, God. Nice. You I thought you take... were a bright lord. <laughs> <laughs> you each take 100 XP, and there is silence, which falls over this small little scuffle that you've There's had with these There's not silence. Bandits. I'm so- making noises. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. What would you guys like to do now? I, uh, I'll rush over to uh, Tyson and... Uh... I grab him. I say, don't let me die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, there's a spear sticking out of your chest, so if you grab him, you're going to push him into the spear. Not grab him, but like... Backhand him. <laughs> I'll, I'll kneel beside him. All right, so you kneel beside him, and uh, you're going to have to remove the spear from the cavity in his chest. Oh, God. I'm going to ask Orin for some help. <laughs> yeah. So Orin comes over and grabs... It's There's not much of this spear now that it's a an entry wound and an exit wound. All you have to do is really grab it and pull it out. So he says, on the count of three. Grab one. both ends, and then you pull one way and you pull the other way. It's like a war. <laughs> it's like whoever wins gets my body. Holy fuck. Stop. <laughs> oh, gosh. So Orin grabs the the tipped obviously the the killing end of the spear he grabs it and then looks at you in the eyes tyson mckay and he says on the count of three so he goes wait on three or after three? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god are you gonna let him pull the spear out <laughs> what, what are we doing here i'm scared <laughs> <laughs> he says on three. One, two. two and he rips the spear out on two <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you take an additional two damage. Oh my god, I'm still alive. <laughs> okay. Just, I have Ooh. one. <laughs> Would anyone like to heal our uh, our very, very theatrical fireman? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll cure wounds where the spear went. Do it. If you were to tell me this is how my day was going, I would have told you <laughs> to fuck right off. <laughs> two? So you get four health, buddy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, there's still a gaping wound in his chest. And I'm actually going to institute here that he takes bleeding damage. So for every minute that he's not healed, he's going to take some bleeding damage. So far, Tyson McKay, you take two bleeding damage. Oh, God. Can I cauterize the wound? Uh, that seems pretty fire lordy of you. I mean, it's a hole, though, you know? It's not just, like, a wound, so you're going to be kind of burning uh, a hole in your chest. Worth it. 
<laughs> Ask Thor or Orin if he could uh, rip some like that cape or a piece of clothing that he has to stop the bleeding. So Orin walks over to his horse, and from one of his packs, he grabs some bandages. He's going to bandage Tyson McKay's chest up. He removes the shirt for you, Tyson McKay. Gen- Gently. You- Gently, I hope. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so gentle. You barely even feel it in your uh-huh. delirium right now. Um, oh, and he, as he rips it in half. <laughs> <laughs> just EMT shears, just takes the whole thing off. Um, no. no, no, he's just going to bandage your chest. Uh, he, and he wraps bandages around your chest tightly, for all intents and purposes, stopping the bleeding. You are still Thank quite you. damaged, so might need to heal other ways, but yeah. Let's go, and I get up and I start walking the wrong way. Can you roll me a constitution <laughs> saving throw? Uh, I'm going to re-roll for <laughs> inspiration. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that's better. 14. All right, so you do remain standing as you stand up. Uh, due to the blood loss, I was going to, you know, have you fall over if you didn't roll high enough. Um, <laughs> but you do remain standing, and you continue to walk in the direction of Grey Tips again. Say so over here, fireman. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what got into me. <laughs> okay, so uh, Orin mounts his horse and says, Hurry, we don't have much more time. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're doing this for your people. I, I hope you haven't forgotten them. I, I'm uh, I'm delirious right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's just saying uh, that you know you guys you guys have taken quite some time now. You know, going through a little scuffle. You know, getting yeah. powder on the children. You guys got to head back to Granny Addie's. I give uh, Tyson a little boost on the horse just to help him out. I mount the horse the wrong way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh wow you're really taking this delirium thing seriously okay you you mount the horse the wrong way i'm gonna allow this and uh see what happens onward and i point <laughs> okay i hop on the horse and say all right oh. did you hop on in front of me or behind me because that'd be funny if you were facing each other no i'm steering you're bleeding <laughs> Okay, it's very hard for you to maintain a grip. Obviously, there's nothing for you to grab onto here, just the horse's ass. So can you roll me a dex check to see if you remain on the horse, please? Uh, That'll be 12. You remain on the horse, but uh, the rest rest of the journey remains a mystery, guys. We're going to see what happens. We're going to switch it over to Fievel Mausenthrov. Fievel, last you recall... Granny Addie had opened the door. She was standing behind Arda, whose eyes were closed. She was just kind of like in a, you know, sleepwalking, it almost looked like. Granny Addie snapped her fingers in her ear, pushed her out the door, closing the door, and then Arda's eyes opened, and she said, Who are you? So that now we, we find ourselves right here. You're standing in front of your girl, and she has no idea who you are. What would you like to do? Say hello, my name is Baxter. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she kind of puts her, her hand to her head and goes... Baxter, what? Uh, how did I get here? I have a joke first. Lighten up the mood. <laughs> no. <laughs> you really, is that you're gonna roleplay this? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So she says, "What? This? This isn't the time for jokes. I I don't know where I am." You're a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I tell her, "How do you get a mouse to smile?" I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I'm up for this. Say cheese, and I spread my my <laughs> mouth like a part in a smiling faction. <laughs> Is it safe to assume you're never gonna have a serious conversation again? You're just gonna make mouse mouse and cheese jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I, and then I hand her a piece of cheese and say, "Sorry about that." <laughs> Sorry about the joke that I insisted on making. Okay, uh, she looks around and says, "How did I get here?" Well, there'll be a time where. 
we'll explain everything to you. But for now, why don't we go say hi to the little lizard folk over there? Okay, so she looks over, and walking over to them, she introduces herself as though she's never met them before. But then as the conversation progresses, you realize that her memories around everything else start to slowly come back. It's just you that seems to be omitted. So she looks at them and says, Oh, yes, of course. What? I just must have hit my head or taken a fall. I'm not sure. But, All that uh, hail. <laughs> You're a drunk. She's, she's not a drunk. <laughs> she looks over to Lothian and Luth, who are there, and she says, "Yes, I'm starting to remember now." But then when she looks at you, her face is almost like blank. She has she's not going off nothing here. Probably better. <laughs> so, uh, Lothian looks to the sky, looks at the positioning of the sun, and says, "They should be back soon." And Luth okay. says, "They'll come. I know Orin will won't fail us." That's what you think. We're all dead. <laughs> Says the the fireman riding backwards on a horse. Onward. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Arda speaks with Lothian and Luth, kind of filling in the gaps. And nowhere in the conversation does your name come up, Fievel. She doesn't ask, you know, about the the most folk who saved her life from the Shambling Mound or rescued her people from the Bullywugs. You know what it I just realized? Like all it's of that. <laughs> it's it's really funny because. He's never told anyone else his name, so that w- <laughs> she'll never. Know, we can never convince her to try to help. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, this is your only friend, kind of forgetting you here. Can you maybe tell our listeners how you're feeling right now? Uh, a little confused, you know. It's it's gonna take some getting used to. Like we discussed before, it's just gonna be some fifty first aid shit. And <laughs> you know what? If I have to tell that same joke every day to put a smile on her face, I'm gonna do it. That's just... Maybe you want to pick a new joke. That that joke had no effect on her whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The rest of the morning goes by with Arctic filling in the gaps of what she's missed, what she's forgotten. For much of the past 48 hours, she's kind of been out cold, so to speak. She remembers glimmers of things happening, but nothing really concrete. And it is in the late hours of the evening that our heroes... Fireman and Bright Lord and Orin of the Knights of the New Moon return. The rest of your journey was uneventful, aside from Tyson McKay falling off the horse a grand total of four times. Um, nothing really got in your way in the swamps. You didn't encounter bullywugs or hobgoblins or anything of the sort. But as soon as you kind of got into the mangroves, into that sickly part of the swamps where Granny Addy's influence is obviously reigning supreme, it's uh, it's a very different area. There's not a lot in terms of life, and any life that is there seems deathly and sick. So you ride on your horses into the camp. Uh, there is a fire, which your the group, Fievel and the others included, have I'm made. I'm warming up my buns. <laughs> okay, you're warming up your buns. You you come a- across Fievel sticking his ass real close to the fire um, when he thought no one was looking, but as you guys ride into camp, obviously, he has that deer and headlights look in his face. Um, what would you guys like to do? My buns. <laughs> hey, you got away from my fire. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to slide off the horse and then turn around. Yes. Because I was facing the wrong way. I understand. I think everyone understands. (laughs) And then I'm going to say, What's up, party people? I don't know what to do with you anymore. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Everyone looks at you kind of morosely. They all seem very, very down for how happy you are, which maybe should lead you to, you know, you know, head towards some self-reflection, some introspection here, but I doubt it will. I'm so, trying uh, to cheer them up, okay? 
Can I do a fire trick? Uh, what kind of fire trick do you want to do? Can I, like, breathe fire? <laughs> like, try and try to do it? Are you a dragonborn? <laughs> no. Uh, are you a, Are you a circus performer? No. So you, you're not breathing <laughs> fire. <laughs> uh, you you can literally helps. get fire out of every other part of your body. Your mouth is not, not it. Okay. Shoot from your butt. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna cast a fireball into the air, like up up into the, straight up. Okay, so can you uh, can you roll me a d20, please? Sure can. That should be a one and just sit. So that's a ten. Okay, cool. Yeah, good enough for me. Um, oh, actually, eleven. It'll be eleven. Yeah, fair enough. So you shoot a fireball off into the sky, and everyone kind of like looks Take towards cover! you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Fievel's nom flashbacks start to reappear. <laughs> My buns aren't safe here. So yeah, so everyone looks to you, seemingly confused, and then when uh, Luth looks to Orin, Orin just kind of makes like this, you know, little bit loopy, <laughs> loopy look, you know, like he uh, kind of just puts his hand beside his head, gives a couple waggles of the finger, and everyone kind of is on the same page that Tyson McKay is is no longer, you know. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I've lost a little blood, friends, on okay. our journey to Grey Tips, but so, we have completed our journey. <laughs> okay, so uh, so like a bard, you're just now announcing things, which is great. <laughs> have we talked about oh. the option for you of multi-classing bard? Yeah, I should be a bard. <laughs> yeah, should, yeah. Everyone of our listeners, tweet at us, you know, get in touch with us over uh, Facebook, maybe shoot us a little message or write on our wall if you want Fireman to become a bard as a multi-class. I think that'd be fun. Woo! Smoke begins to kind of furl in along the ground, kind of like a thick fog, as the cloud cover overhead blots out the moonlight. There is whispers that seems like it's in each of your ears, though it's, uh, More? it's <laughs> surrounding area. It's Granny Addie's voice, and she says... You've done what I've asked. I'm so proud of you. And she materializes in front of the Bright Lord and kind of pats him on the cheek a couple times. Everyone seems a little bit taken aback. The children, lizard folk, hide in the cart. And then she says, Come, come now. Gather round the fire. It's time to tell a story. I love stories. <laughs> okay, Oren looks to his men and hand on his on the the pommel mm -hmm. of his sword he walks towards the fire and she says please sit and uh she kind of snaps her fingers and bits of wood from beneath the swamp kind of rumble up and forward and stumps and logs to sit on uh materialize from underneath the ground i take a seat yeah i don't i you, mount you don't jack bauer and take a seat on him <laughs> okay all right yeah no that's fine kind of watching from the background a little bit yeah. sad that your girl's not your girl i get it you're just kind of hanging out on your own yeah. yeah, I yeah. make sure everyone else has a seat. Every, everyone I, else has a seat. And then I fall into the mud. <laughs> I don't understand this new bit yet, but sure, you sit in the mud. <laughs> from exhaustion. Okay, You're, from exhaustion, you sit in the mud. Granny Addie says, You came to me asking for information, and now I'm going to tell you everything you want to know. I knew the Yonti when they were a young race. Just conquerors, philosophers, intelligentsia of the age. They wanted so much more, and they saw the power that it lies within the serpent form. They heed three gods. Mershok, the master of the pit, neither conscious or unconscious, follows the fate of the Yonti between slumber 
and consciousness. He grants spells to his clergy in response to their invocations, their rituals of dark magic. She smiles at the mention of dark magic. She then says, Seth, years before their empire collapsed, nearly a millennia ago, Seth appeared to the serpent folk in the form of a winged serpent. He promised to lead them away from the brink of defeat, but instead, those who followed Mershok began to follow him, and believing him to be their savior, it was too late. The Yonti fell beneath the surface world. Dendar is the final goddess of the Yonti, spawned from the feverish dreams of the first intelligent creatures. She subsists and grows stronger by feeding on the fears that plague the people of this world. Her followers believe she is the harbinger of the end times and will come when she amasses enough power to consume the world. It's her. These <laughs> already knows it. Tyson McKay can't sit on a log, but he knows that Dendar is the goddess thereafter. I see things that nobody else can. The dark times are coming. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, she continues her story, though. She says... You're in search of a temple, a pyramid deep in the swamps, which I have seen these past years. Inside, an abomination Yonti, one of the more Ophidian Yonti, with human-like arms, wielding weapons and tools, but with a serpent body, by the name of Amu, has chosen to undertake a dark ritual one that involves sacrifice of serpent and humanoid. He plans to become an anathema. He is your enemy now. That's it? <laughs> That's I, I mean, you guys, you guys can You guys can ask questions if you like. Um, she's going to continue, but I was kind of giving you guys a second there to, you know, interject if where you is wanted this, to. Where is this temple, Granny Addy? Oh, my dear, but you've had the answer the whole time. It's, it's on the stone. <laughs> <laughs> I love how quickly you got that. That's good. So pulling out the stone from your sack, she snatches it from your fingers and holds it in front of the fire. You see the warm fire glow piercing through the topaz, and she says, By a bright sunny day, the light will shine through your gem and lead you through the mangroves to the temple. It was always so obvious. Damn it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> But some things that you need to know about the Yonti. They are capturers, not killers. Though intruders upon their territory will be treated with much contempt. If you don't die outright, you'll most likely be used in a ritual of some sorts. Deceitful they are, of course. They rely on deceit. Instead of open combat, they convert those to become cultists and follow them. Many have fallen to such... Well softly sweet words. In fact, the leader of a nearby town, I believe, has fallen victim to a more seductive pure blood. The Knights of the New Moon look to each other, and they all seem to be thinking the same thing, right? Oh, shit. So Ryberry seems to be obviously at stake here as well. Uh-oh. She continues. She kind of, uh, from her bag, grabs some powder uh, and throws it into the flames. The flames begin to dance wildly about and begin to change colors. Blues and reds begin to form a serpent-like creature, uh, which is an abomination. She says, This is Amu, 
And this is what he looks like now. But soon, very soon, or maybe even already, he'll begin to change. And she flicks her hand towards the fire, and more heads begin to sprout from the lizard's, uh, or the snake's shoulders. He still retains that serpent-like lower body, but now he's going to have way more heads, it looks like. And this frightening serpent creature begins to grow, heads snapping in every direction, this hologram that she's created within the flames. God. Uh, she says... If only there were someone to save your friends, some of them beyond saving now, I fear. And she looks towards Arta, who then uh, locks eyes with Granny Addy. And unbeknownst to any of you, you know, you guys don't see or hear anything, but Arta suddenly gasps, and you see sheer loss and horror strike across her face. She says, But please, I will offer you even more. I offer you these. And she, conjuring from almost thin air, it appears, uh, whether it's just sleight of hand or actual magic, you're not sure, a pair of spectacles. They are uh, very conical around the rims, so instead of just being, you know, like glasses are, uh, it looks like these were actually going to kind of like suction cups of metal, I guess you could say. They're going to make contact with, like, the orbital of the eye. And the lenses are orange. She says, Something for all your troubles. Of course... It can't be easy to spot a serpent. Oh, Would anyone okay. like to take them? I will take them. <clears throat> I'll get up okay. from the mud and I'll brush myself <laughs> off a little bit. And then I'll grab the, the glasses and say she says, thank you. So Tyson McKay, she speaks to you now and says, I've given you spectacles of heat sight. These will allow you to see heat signatures. Of course, you can imagine these yon tea don't have the same heat signature as a humanoid does. Here you are. You now have in your possession spectacles of heat sight. I say everyone has the same heat signature when they're burning, and then I chuckle. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I I guess I'll give you an inspiration point, because now now you're crazy, and that has to do with your class, so I think that's kind of funny. So, the spectacles of heat sight do not require attunement. Rather, they just need to be placed on, and they will allow you to see the thermal signature of any, any creature. So... Obviously, you know, lizard folk are also going to run a little bit colder than other humanoids. Fievel, being a mouse, is going to run a little bit warm, right? So it'll allow you to see those things. Well, my cold heart reacts <laughs> any of that. At least your buns are warm. Yes. Uh, yeah, my buns will give me away. I forgot. I see them. Yeah. I see those round buns. <laughs> okay. Are you placing those in your bag? or Do they have a strap on them? No. They have kind of... Um, uh, just like curved ear tips so they kind of are going to go around your ear hmm. I don't want to put them on now I guess I'll just I'll put them I'll put them on my head all stylish okay uh, so you just, put them on your head all stylish just so they don't break in my bag or something yeah yeah I don't want them to break she says oh and uh, do be careful with them of course always careful <laughs> she says and that's not all almost oh, like a, a game show Whoa. she throws Christmas She throws more powder into the fire, and now the pyramid temple complex is kind of shown before you. Almost like a three-dimensional scan, she says, The pyramid has five levels. The first, and it's kind of now highlighted in the flames, is reserved for cultists, of which there are many. Obviously not as powerful as the yon tea they serve, but still, if backed into a corner, oh my. The next level, reserved for pure bloods. These are the Yonti which walk amidst you in plain sight, sometimes having serpent-like eyes, 
or scales, which they can hide easily. They'll walk amongst you and you won't even know it. Be careful of them, of course. Further up, on the third level, we have our Malisons, our half-serpents, half-humanoids. And further on is Amu's private room. So, are you happy with the information you've been given, Bright Lord, for all your hard work? I guess so. You each gain a thousand experience points. Oh, for level up. <laughs> for intel. It's not but a few minutes later that from the dark, you guys hear these dark gurgling and rasping sounds. Uh, Granny Addie says, oh, and she claps her hands. My dears, come here. And uh. two small infants covered in muck, eyes just sheer black, no iris, no whites of the eyes, crawl through the mud from the mangroves towards her. Come on, you can do it. Come here, she says, <laughs> as they cry out with these animalistic gurgles and crawl into her arms. God. She looks to you and says, I do thank you again so much. I hate you. <laughs> is that is that what you actually say? or? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I don't much care what you think, Bright Lord, but do take heed. I don't like insults very much. <laughs> Okay, I, I apologize. I'm, my heart's broken. Rightly so. As I intended. Now, if that's all, you can be on your way. Hell, with those spectacles, you can hunt in the dark. <laughs> Whoa. Let's try it out now. <laughs> okay, so Granny Addie turns, coddling the children, and heads into her hut, the door closing on of its own accord. Uh, the two golems begin to walk forward, from the darkness and they stand next to the fire looking at you menacingly hi <laughs> Oren looks to you guys and says I think it's best we get going now okay <laughs> <laughs> alright Arda looks and says so we're going to save the prisoners correct that is the plan yes what, what happened to her she says I don't know but Luth explained that Granny Addie healed me oh well that's good I need that too <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, does anyone want to stop and help him, or is everyone just going about their business as Tyson McKay stands there with like his douchebag sunglasses on saying, I need help? <laughs> <laughs> There's a hole in me. I mean, I already used my spell to heal him, but I can't really do anything else. So, I, I mean, when you rest, you'll be able to roll your hit dice. Orin suggests that you guys leave now. Obviously, Granny Addy has kind of made it clear that she wants you guys off of her turf. So, Orin packs up his things, mounts his horse, and says, Quickly, it's time to get going. All can right. I give Tyson my set of fine clothes? You can. I'm going to do that. Wow. Let's see. Clothes are looking pretty bloody there, buddy. Here's some a new set of clothes. Sweet. Oh, my goodness. Are you rocking commando under your armor now? <laughs> Me? <laughs> yeah, you. Well, I mean, yeah, so armor is worn over top of clothes, but, I mean, he could just wear his, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he has an undershirt and, like, yeah. you know, underwear on. He's got some boxer briefs, some Lulus. <laughs> Why did it take you so long to give me these? <laughs> but thank uh, you, sir. So would you like to put those on now, or do you want to wait, Tyson McKay? Well, I'll wait. I'll put it in my pack, and then... As we go. Uh, everyone mounts onto their uh, their horses. Obviously, there's not enough room for Rogar on the horses, and Tyson uh, can choose to hop in the cart if he so chooses. Um, <laughs> I and think Fievel's, that would be best. <laughs> <laughs> Fievel's on Jack Barrow already, yes. and if you guys are cool with it, nothing else you like to do here. Orin well, begins to head off into the mangroves. I was going to invite Arda to hop on Jack Bauer. Okay. She looks at the toad 
and then looks to the cart and says, I don't think that's very safe. <laughs> it's not, trust me. <laughs> and, and, sorry, I don't think we've met. Oh, that's Baxter, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, so she doesn't, she doesn't know who you are. So she, she politely, you know, like just kind of walks away and hops on the cart. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, listeners, he sounds like he's, you know, he, you heard him say bitch, but what you don't see is the tears, you know, pooling under his eyes. So, yeah. okay. As she, as she I denies, I, and I say, hey, baby. <laughs> So, uh, obviously, heading away from the firelight, it begins to get quite dark, and uh, the group heads off to find camp elsewhere. If anyone would like to do anything, you may. Uh, like, light my hand so it becomes a little bit brighter. I mean, you could also put on the glasses, but I mean, it, I mean, if you want to do the hand thing, that's also fine. I want to help everyone out, Noah. Okay. Fair enough. No, that's a good, <laughs> good point. Um, so, you uh, light the way with your... Well, you're kind of in the back, but you light the way with your hand lit, uh, or at least the children aren't terrified of the dark. Um, <laughs> traveling no more than a few kilometers, just outside of Granny Addie's range, or, or at least her immediate territory, Orin sets up camp and gets a fire going. Anyone who'd like to heal, you know, eat a ration perhaps, now would be a good time. Yeah. All of the above, sir. I'll eat a ration. Orin says that he and the knights will take watch, and so that way, obviously, Tyson McKay can get his rest. And then Orin, you know, kind of nudges our Bright Lord and says, and hopefully get back to normal. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, if everyone's good with how we are, this is what I get, think a good place to leave it for the night, to be honest. So if you guys are cool with it, I can kind of do my outro and then we can... No, I'm not cool with it. <laughs> I mean, we're an hour and 16 minutes in. Let's go another three. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the Dicey D20. As always, I am Noah, your DM, and whether it was morning, evening, noon, or night, I hope you guys enjoyed this, uh, this latest episode. Be sure to check us out on Twitter, as well as our website. Check out the world of Norian there. We also have a bunch of cool merchandise, t-shirts, mugs, and the like, so be sure to check that out as well. And, uh, yeah, DM signing out. If you have a load. Bright Lord out and heartbroken. Delirious Tyson going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Your Bright Lord Rogar, next time on DCD20. I know what I'm doing this episode. <laughs> oh my gosh, don't hurt the children. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to help. Does he Someone blush? say you're triggered. Uh-oh. Oh, oh god, I run. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think there's something up with them. They, there's one who doesn't give off a heat signature like the rest of them. All background music and audio comes from Tabletop Audio. If you're running your own campaign, visit tabletopaudio.com to find music for any situation.